0: We got uh, Bob McKenzie in studio. Probably want to see McDavid up close and personal right now. Sure
1: Ooh. do go six games in a row with multi-goal games. Although the Chevy's not going there to see that. <laughs> no,
0: that's not what he <laughs> wants. That's not what he wants to see. That is not what he wants. That's
1: what everybody else wants to see, but
0: Yep. Well we were we did a confirm or deny earlier, Bob, where we asked, you know, if McDavid keeps scoring like this, if he gets to seventy is it fair to compare it to the Gretzky ninety-two goal season in the early eighties? Like, are there, is there a comparison? I'm not to- sure
1: what you know. I'm not a big numbers guy, but I know enough to know that to to get seventy in in this NHL and it's really special. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what all the adjusted, relative ad- adjusted. relative adjusted numbers yeah. are. You can go on Hockey Reference for adjusted for the era and all that sort of thing, but he's just remarkable he really is there's there's never been anyone else like the closest thing that I, and and you're right cuz gretzky was a great one because gretzky's Point totals were just like so much better than yeah. like he every year he could win the scoring title just on his assists he didn 't need to right. score any goals, <laughs> but he'd score ninety or ninety two or whatever just <laughs> just for an exclamation point, so it was silly in some ways, but you still even when he was doing that, then Mario came along and you had a legitimate case mm, Mario's six foot four and he's got all this skill and he he's otherworldly and who's better and and you could legitimately go back and forth on right. that sort of thing so So, as much as statistically Gretzky dominated, and I'm a big Gretzky guy, the the closest comparison for somebody, and we had this quiz, we had the question on the quiz last night. The the quiz master likes to ask the question, is McDavid the most highly evolved player Mm -hmm. of all time? Because he doesn't want to stray into the who's best and who do you like, who's your favorite or who's best. Right. So, but... highly evolved part of it appeals to me because the last guy that i think was so much more highly evolved than all his peers and it wasn't even close was bobby Orr. Mm -hmm. so like when you see the video of bobby Orr and he's skating (laughs) around people and he's circling the net six times and people are chasing after him and he's doing stuff and you're saying like nobody can even play with this guy and it and that's the biggest comparable for me watching mcdavid when he gets those Pucks in there 's three guys there, and he just skates between them, and he twists and he boom and he explodes off, and he 's dynamic there's for me there 's been nobody i 've ever seen that processes the game as quickly as Mcdavid does, and then has the hands and the dynamic speed and power to yeah to separate himself from everybody and and so it it 's funny you know i i there's there's some people in the the sports medicine business that I know pretty well. And they say there's a actually a scan that you can do now for athletes. And it's it's a scan at the base of your brain. Uh-huh. And at the base of your brain, if you do a scan of your brain in, at the base, there's a specific scan that they can do now. And it's, it's all these neurons and whatever. And it shows different levels of concentration of something or other. Mm-hmm. And they said McDavid's scan is like... Off, the, off charts? the charts, like you, you take his scanning, you show it to somebody else. It's like a heat map, right? It's like, what is that? And then there's somebody else got a few specs over here, and and I was told that the other guy who was in that same sort of kid, and this was a long, this was five seven years ago, um, was the McCaffrey dude in the national, in the Christian McCaffrey, yeah, guy. wow, and and that, and, and it's funny because then I don't know the other sports very well. Um, and that, but I've, I've seen the video of that guy training, and he's like jumping 10 feet he's in the machine. air on boxes, and he's doing all yeah. this training, and it's like explosive speed, power, and then you see him play, and it's like, you know, catching traffic, speed, power, running, yeah. and it's the same thing with McDavid. So th- th- when you talk about highly evolved, it, it it's crazy to say it, but that's the central processing unit that drives everything that McDavid does. And then on top of that, he's got all the you know the muscle fiber and the fast twitch, slow twitch, and all the other stuff I don't understand that separates him. He's he's um, he's unique.
0: There's a trade center bit next year. Strap one of those concentration meters.
2: I'd uh, to see who's got <laughs> who still got it by noon <laughs> you know, I want to call. Oh's gonna be the star of that show again. Brucey. <laughs> yeah. Ar- <laughs> Ar- yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a lot of potential yeah. stars over there, but O's concentration meters <laughs> the day goes on. Yeah. Could be a great bit.
2: See, I, I just to finish your thought, like I agreed like seventy would be the new ninety Just based on the goalies. Oh yeah,
1: like it's not even close. Like and 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 as bad as as bad as you can say Arizona is, or some of these bad teams this year. And this was a bit of an outlier year for that. Yeah, um, there some of the bad teams are worse than they have been in the past, but. You know, and, and Gretz would be the first to tell you this. You, you know, the Hartford Whalers were not world beaters back in the day. Yeah, well, Jersey, those, New Jersey. The, New Mickey Jersey Mouse. was Mickey Mouse. Right. And you had a 21-team league, and there were like four teams that were an absolute joke. You knew when the season started which 17 teams were in the running for 16 playoff spots.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, with McDavid doing what he's doing, does it stop the Connor Bedard hype train short a little bit? In other words... Like I can't, he can't be the best player in the league in three no. years. He can't be. He's not going to be. He's not going to beat
1: this you guy. You wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. And I, and, I, and I'm always a little hesitant. And and I, you know, the, the the Bedard family. They seem like really nice people. And I had a chance to talk to the Connor's dad at the World Junior Championship, and we were just talking about you know because I wrote a chapter in my book called Hockey Confidential about. Being exceptional, it right. was. It was all about Connor McDavid and being exceptional and the exceptional mm-hmm. process, and all the players that have gone through it, and and how it can be a burden. and um, And and so I always like to try to slow down the hype train, but it's hard with a kid like Connor berdard especially after the World Juniors. Um, so I don't know exactly what Connor Bedard is going to be in the National Hockey League, but it's going to be really, really good, whatever it is. And um, and and again, I don't want to sell the kid short. Right. But I don't want to create, you know, be responsible for chipping in and creating some, you know, ridiculous sense of expectations. Um, so I, I don't know. But he's 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 special in his own right.
0: They seem to be there, though, for McDavid, if I can recall. Like, it, it felt like it was a lock. This guy was going to be
2: Remind me the what best McDavid player in the world. For, I don't have my computer. I he was hope.
0: injured a little bit. Remember, he got the shoulder yes, injury. The Cost him, I believe, the rookie of the year but by year year 3 it was like we were doing the top 50 list and i'm pretty sure he was number yeah, 1 yeah yeah
1: but but even like take take it to the other comparison not the national hockey league side but even in the junior side you know as as good as connor mcdavid was um not good like whatever superlative you want yeah. to use but um you know, he had a great World Junior tournament, but at the at the same age as Conor Bedard, he wasn't doing what Conor Bedard was doing at the World Juniors. Now, again, some people would say he didn't get the same opportunity, and it was a different team and a different time, and all that's all that is true. And that, but that's that's the part that has me a little bit like I don't I don't I don't want to overhype Conor Bedard, but I don't want to sell him short either. And he's he's a, he's a he's a really driven kid and really focused, and you can see it in everything that he. Uh, Everything that he does. He didn't want to at the trade deadline and through the year, he wanted no part of any talk that he was gonna be traded from the Regina Pats to a contending team in the WHO. Isn't that amazing? And 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 people said to him, Well, you know, your season's gonna be over so early and he goes, No, it's not, we're gonna make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, guess yeah. what? They're making the playoffs.
0: That's right. That's pretty good.
1: And and so and plus, you got to admire that sort of yeah. attitude. It's like, yeah, I could go to Seattle or I could go to some of the Winnipeg or some of the powerhouse teams in the Western Hockey League. No, I'm going to stay in Regina and I'll get this team in the playoffs and let's see what we can do.
0: Bob McKenzie in studio. Uh, the Leafs are back in action tomorrow. So um, the insiders, you guys, were kind of discussing their situation here. They didn't make a move today. They made half dozen leading up to uh the trade deadline but they still have room to activate murray they still have another contract and some money possibly to sign matthew Nyes, and i guess joseph wall is their third string goalie now like is that effectively the plan here
1: that that would appear to be it always subject to change i guess you know is one injury to another injury to murray or samson off and uh and he's, well, as the number two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's ride or die with what they started. And it's funny because I know we, we were talking a potential quiz question. I don't think it got asked in the game last night, you know, should they go out and get a goalie? And, you know, and Pooley and, and O were not entirely comfortable with uh, the Leafs goaltending. And I get that. I really get that because I was the same as everybody else at the beginning of the year. So they went out and got Samson off and they got... Uh, and they got Murray and I was like oh man <laughs> yeah you, here we I, go I, I Kyle you you got you got some nerve on you there because this this thing is fraught with peril you're going to trust this is a year when you absolutely must make an impact and you're going in with these two goaltenders and and in fairness to Dubas and the Leafs and to the goaltenders themselves they've been really good mm-hmm. like I know Murray's been injured a number of times. I know there have been times when both Murray and Samsonov have, have have sagged here and there, and and I I get all that. And and Noodles, when I heard you talking about the Leafs today, Leaf goalie, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but they've played a good chunk of the season, yeah, and their numbers, and not just their numbers, but the overall feel of where they're at. Outside of our personal feelings, that uh, I don't know about if Zemchov's never done in the playoffs, and and Murray he's one injury away from not playing the rest of the year. I get all that, and I feel that a lot, but I also know that the goaltenders that might have been available now, the cost to acquire one, the cost in terms of the salary cap and everything else that goes with it, it's ride or
2: die time with the guys they got. Yeah, I just. My whole thing is they've added depth everywhere else. Yep. I get that. And Matt Murray is a two-time cup champion. Yep. So, you know, is any of those, that type of pedigree out there outside of Jonathan Quick, who was available? Yep. We've seen twice this year Matt Murray scheduled to start. Yep. And doesn't start. And we saw it in in Ottawa the last couple of years as well. Mm-hmm. That's why I use the word trust because it's not about the product that he and the <clears throat> pedigree that he has. That's exactly—he's earned that. He's earned the cups. He's played fifty games in a season and been a tandem or a starter. But I'm not privy to the, his medical, you know, yep. file. Do they? They obviously trust because well, they have to now. They have to You're because right. they don't. They obviously know something that we don't know, but. It, what we know from a, from clearly from the outside is, we've seen this guy not available for long stretches of time, and that's what worries me. You go into you're in second round or let's the first round game five. And Samsonoff I felt ex- I feel exactly destroying. the same way as you. At least
1: I felt exactly the same way as you at the beginning of the season on that. Right. And now I'm looking at it and saying, you could well be right, but Samsonov has played well enough. And, and Murray, even though he has had those injuries, he's also had stretches where he was a difference maker in a well, lot of well. games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So could I could I now envision Murray coming back and staying healthy enough to, to steal some games? And the other problem you run into is you know they're playing Tampa in the first round. doesn't matter who you're going to go out and play in net. He's not going to be as good as Andre Vasilevsky. So no matter what, Whatever way you slice it, the Leafs right. and the goaltending head to head, they're going to come out second best on
2: that on paper. Right. So, I just I want to make sure that that guy's available for me. Well, That's all I care about. We'll yeah. find out that they're available. We'll
0: find out in about what six weeks. Yeah. Uh, Bob McKenzie in studio. It's amazing how, based on the standings, the amount of points, Calgary is out from a playoff spot. Amount of points. Ottawa's out of a playoff spot, yet yeah, they have a totally different disposition today, don't they? they do. Like Ottawa's ecstatic, and they played well at the Garden. You were in the building yeah. last night. Yeah. Chikrin was there. I thought he got hurt his first so, game. Like this so guy just blew his knee out and he's done already. But he didn't. He played through it. He's fine. Dorian said today he'll be fine. They're fighting just to be fighting. Calgary well, can't believe they're in the situation they're in.
1: One of them's going up. Yeah. The other one is. Might be going down, but speed wobbling to try and stay after. You know, they went through a, a traumatic offseason. Yep. Johnny Goodrow leaves, Matthew Kachuk's gone. They get Huberto, they get Wegar. At the time, everybody's like, whoa, you know, Tree pulled a rabbit out of the hat to, to save yeah. a catastrophic situation. And he signs everybody up. And, and if you go back and look at all the preseason predictions out there, there were a lot of people who were picking the Calgary Flames to do major damage this year, be a really, really good team. And obviously it hasn't panned out that way. And you can't, you talk about goaltending. I mean, a couple of years ago, Markstrom's Vesna caliber. Yep. And, and now he's he, he played, I thought he played well last night for he the did most play part. Well, Maybe like, the Marner five hole. Not consistent. But, but, he, but he's had, he's had a, just a dreadful year. Just yeah. a, a dreadful year. And their goaltending's gone south and they're hanging on for dear life just trying to get into the playoffs. And so, yeah, I understand why Calgary would be like, we don't even know really what we are. Whereas in Ottawa, they know exactly what they are. They're Brady Kachuk and they're Tim Stutzla and they're Jake Sanderson. And when they get Josh Norris back and they got Shane Pinto and they got a whole bunch of really good young players, um, and now you know now they've got Chickrin who's 24 years old, and and so yeah, there's re- reason for optimism, and, and even if they don't make the playoffs, there's. There's going to be new ownership, and everybody's going to come in, and it's going to be, yeah, and it might not happen as quickly as everybody in Ottawa now assumes that it's going to have because there's right. probably a lot of Ottawa fans that are envisioning we're going to make the playoffs oh, here, yeah. and you never know what we're going to do. And if we don't make the playoffs, well, for sure, next year we'll make the playoffs.
2: Right.
1: The, the, that whole development thing, especially with rebuilding teams, no matter how much blue-chip talent you've got, it's it's not always a straight line. It can be like big step forward or two back you know mm-hmm. then yeah. and then on you go look at the New Jersey Devils have really arrived this year right um but you know prior to that there were still bumps and ups and downs yep. and, and we saw this a little bit last year when the Florida Panthers went into the playoffs last year everybody's like whoa they, they might win the cup and <laughs> yeah. they didn't even make any noise at all and mm-hmm. that sometimes those teams that make it They've got to go through what the Leafs are going through, or what lots of teams have gone through. Your know, Tampa went through for all those years, mm-hmm. and that. So is is you know I look at New Jersey and and how boy they're legit. You watch them play; they're exciting, they're hard to handle, they're only going to get better. And we saw this the tweet today about uh, Tom Fitzgerald saying uh, Luke Hughes is right. uh, coming from University of Michigan once the season's over, and you're like, oh wow, and they're getting even better again, and they got Meyer and. They're really on the upswing, and they are, but once you get to the playoffs, you're going to play the Rangers. Maybe they get bounced in the first round, and yeah. you you write it off as, well, okay, that's good young teams with all these guys. That's how you learn and develop that tough outer skin and become a champion.
0: Yep. Yeah. that's. I mean, listen, Or maybe
1: they go on a rocket ride and win
0: well, the Cup. It, and, it goes both ways, yeah. and that's the beauty of the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, Bob, when are we going to see you again? Are you up here?
1: Uh, June or July.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what right. asked me on the way out. I've got, um, well, here, here's the thing. So it was nice being on. It's a Friday, so it's mail it in Friday. That's right. O, o texted me the other day and said that and on the February 28th, he goes, mail it in March tomorrow. Because, mm-hmm. of course, my greatest contribution to TSN culture is that I coined mail it in March. And I said, there's one proviso i mail it in March. If the trade deadline is in March you can't start mailing it in until after the trade deadline. Right,
0: of course. And
1: O said, I'm not following that. I've got my own rules <laughs> on mail it in March. But, um, yeah, I've got no TSN work now for March, April, May.
0: Graph
1: okay. um, wow. rankings in June um, and free agent frenzy on July 1, and that's the end of my year.
0: All right. Wow. Well, there you go. We'll see you then, I guess.
1: So mail, mail it in, once. Mail it in, in March, in spring. Yeah. mail it in April, mail it in May.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of mailing it in.
1: This is I want to get back to the retirement part of semi-retirement.
0: Yeah, That's I don't blame you on, on that man. one. Well, good seeing awesome, you. Awesome, boys. Good to see Thanks you. Thanks for doing this as always. There he is, Bob McKenzie, our TSN Hockey Insider. Dave Pullen will join us around the table. we got some golf news, some potential football news, and obviously we're still tracking what's going on in the NHL. With a bunch of games tonight, the Raptors coming off a loss last night. That, that stung. Back in action tomorrow in Washington. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app.